0: This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and back-end solutions. You can find them at Zeratech.com, that's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys. On today's episode of the podcast, I sat down and visited with Gary Hupp. Gary is uh, a few things, but right now he's working with Waldo, uh, a logging app or a uh, a logging community app with payroll, a few different things there. Uh, But he's got a long history of working in machinery and logging uh, as a log truck driver, stuff like that. But we talked a lot about adventure, work ethic, uh, what makes him tick, why he gets into things the way he does. Uh, So it's fun to pick his brain. I feel like I'm pretty similar in a lot of those aspects, and that's what I'm celebrating on this podcast again is that adventure willingness to change uh that 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 yeah just again that adventure side of things so i did really really enjoy this one i hope you guys do as well welcome to the obsessed podcast i'm your host logan herkus in this podcast we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors we dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed let's go no it, it worked out well like i it sounds like we're similar like whenever you get into something you get into it pretty hardcore right yeah uh, and that's what the, kind of the foundation of this I just wanted to explore that like what well, right because there's a lot of people who don't they're just like nah I'm okay
1: mm-hmm. do it once a year whatever no it's just there. there's so many like yeah there's so many things a guy can do and especially up here where we live you know it's it's uh, you don't want to I don't I get I have like anxiety about getting bogged down and just not doing anything yeah should we just roll with this we can just yeah get rolling yeah, you can edit whatever out if we don't need it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it should be good. Like I said, I brought you on for a few reasons, and you said you were kind of thinking beforehand about what are you passionate about, and it seems like you said anything, life, adventure, travel, in a way. Uh, if you had to sum it up, would it be that? Like, is it travel
1: or is it is it is it adventure or what is it's it? It's just living today <clears throat> in the present. That's I guess the biggest thing. Hmm. I always, I always say, well, a buddy of mine initially said it but get busy living or get busy dying yeah <laughs> so it's just like it's just everything you gotta stay busy i don't uh i don't like to sit around yeah is that uh i like exploring that is that a
0: is that a temperament since you were young or did you have an experience that happened that made you say hey i need to focus on the present
1: i think it was probably young. my parents were the same way they traveled as much as and i'm the second oldest of 10 so there was there was there was up to eight in the household out at, at the same time um but it was started with them we always uh yeah we just were always on going on vacations we went to wisconsin dells every august uh tennessee every spring that was our two staples but in between there it was always running around so i think that's what it probably was from i mean my parents were both yeah adventurous and yeah. And cause I, I guess, yeah, that's just curious if it's been a lifelong
0: thing or if maybe sometimes you found yourself in the past, uh, not living in the moment and learning you need to, but it's more been a, a consistent thing through life. Eh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been right through life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh,
0: okay. So the adventure side of things, that's what actually I was before I come up, before I hopped on, I was just checking out some of your different profiles and looking, You did a lot of traveling out west. At one point, I seen some pictures up in Alaska, stuff like that. Is that that must fit all the same thing, right?
1: Yeah. So I I love Alaska. That's uh, that's probably (coughs) my go to. I tried to go there the first time I went. I I vowed to myself if I could ever make it work, once a year at least to be in Alaska for Hmm. a period of time. And the more I go, the more I love it. But we so I went with the first time was with my wife the second time went with my father-in-law third time it just kind of carried from there i always went with somebody my brother was living up in fairbanks doing concrete and uh, i brought my son up there and we yeah every time we go up i don't i don't like a plan i don't when i when i go i just kind of wing it like when my wife and i went we uh we had plane tickets and a car rented, hmm. and that was the only plan we had. Mm-hmm. And it was it was it turned out to be a lot of fun. But we uh, actually got to. So I didn't have. I never had a credit card. And <clears throat> the first time we went to, so I rented I uh, rented the car on a debit card, got to Alaska. It was after midnight our time when we got in. And I'd rented a suburban because I I figured if we we just wanted to fish. That's all we wanted to do. Fish and explore. My wife loves fishing as much as I do. So we uh, we got to the airport, got to the rental. I said, I, I have this Suburban rented, you know, whatever. And he, so he asked for the credit card. I said, well, it's a debit card. Well, I didn't know you weren't allowed. Or they didn't allow rentals on a debit card. Hmm. Is only credit cards. So we went back and forth. We were there for a while, and I ended up having to... Luckily, I had the cash on me. He had. To, I ended up giving a big chunk of cash down and he let me he let us rent a cheaper Subaru for the same price as the uh Suburban so Hmm. that's how it started we were like well this is great here we go so at least we had a we had a car rented and uh but it turned out to be we stayed a couple few nights in the car a couple in hotels wherever we could we caught a lot of fish and had a great time explored a lot Yeah. yeah Uh, when was that? What year roughly? Ooh, 2000. Bad with years, maybe 15. Okay. Yeah. I've been talking for years.
0: Yeah. I've been talking for years. I need to get up there. We've been talking, dreaming. I've made plans. It's just never come together. Done a lot of traveling and exploring, but for whatever reason, Alaska, I just haven't made it, but it's for sure happening.
1: Uh, Yeah. And that's like, I didn't go this past year. My daughter Jade is, she's 14 now. She really wants to go. And I, uh, promise her she's the next so we'll head up and hopefully usually in the springtime i like going when the king are running king salmon and um we'll probably hopefully shoot for that yeah. around it's usually around the fourth of july is when i try going spent yeah. two or three fourth of july's up there and seems to be the the best time it's probably some of the best king fishing where we go um so yeah I'll take her for the next run but it's beautiful (laughs) I love it up there it's I don't know how to explain it but it gets in your blood like the the smell of the like the glacier runoff in the rivers and it's just as a whole anyone who's been up there knows knows what I'm talking about it's a a blast, but yeah. You said you've been up there for the fourth quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Have you gone? Have you seen my, my sister lives up there but and, and friends and stuff and they they always take these videos or I've seen these videos of them launching cars off the cliff for fourth of <laughs> July. Have you have you gone to that?
1: I haven't, but there's been a couple times where that's kind of on the list of things I'd like to experience. That looks pretty cool. Where is that? In Anchorage or I don't know. I haven't <clears throat> I don't even know where it's at. I remember I looked it up thinking how can we how can we get there? But um it just it never played out yet, but that is cool, especially because we're up there that during that time. Yeah. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be uh, I mean the fireworks are fireworks are cool. You get to see fireworks everywhere. You see them every year of your life and a couple times a year. But how many times do you see a van or pickup truck get launched off of a? I don't know what's that. It's got to be a couple hundred foot cliff, some huge cliff, and they yeah. put must put a brake on a gas pedal and let her roll or something. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Unreal. They just go, yeah yeah huh. red, redneck activities that's uh i'm a sucker for them yeah <laughs> uh no so i i i'd like to uh
0: still explore the the travel or the the getting after it side of things but i guess one of the reasons i wanted to bring you on is you're at waldo right helping them yes. in the yep. sales part or what
1: sales and deployment and yeah customer support side of things um yeah so it's an electronic trip ticket that and with a lot more behind the scenes i don't know Mm -hmm. and um so we so i came on so i drove vlog truck for about eight years and logged at the very end of it got into logging i ended up i was gonna sell out so a buddy of mine leo hutta had started this app and back in 2019 and he it was all an idea i was on the so we run on these phone lines we get on these headsets in the truck and um i was in the truck there and equipment and you can get anywhere from from two of you up to 10 of 10 guys on the line at once and talk with everything under the sun <laughs> it gets pretty interesting <laughs> if you can imagine but uh that's where i was on the phone line with a few of them and kind of that's where i remember it starting and i remember telling leo i uh I was all for it. It was a great idea. It was kind of started as trying to create a network from when the load is posted. When a load is ready to go on a landing, only a certain amount of trucks know it's there. It'd be nice if all trucks knew it was there, and if they wanted to come get it, they could see it posted on a board and say, hey, I want to. I feel like a ride up to Copper Harbor. I'm going to go pick up a load of wood me sitting in a truck was thing if i want i wonder if there's any wood up here i'm going up this way anyways or if i was down at the mill and i wanted a load coming back from the mill to back to houghton if there was a backhaul i could find it that way there's there's many loggers you drive you could drive by 50 to 100 loggers on the way back to back to houghton from the quinisec mill and uh you don't know i don't know i don't know any of them mm-hmm. until I get up in this area where I know all the loggers. So it just was kind of the idea was kind of to create that network where they can uh, truckers could see where what wood needs to be hauled and loggers could put the wood up to reach out to the truckers that are looking for wood to be hauled. Mm-hmm. That's where it started at. It evolved uh, since then. It's evolved totally oh, when it, when it when it gets rolling and it needs an employee, give me a call I'll be his first employee i told him i, was, I would get him I would get him fired up but i was fired up But i thought it was a great idea not many did i would say there was decent bit of pushback more pushback than people that were for it but mm-hmm. um there was a there was a whole list of reasons why i mean stealing wood was one of them so if i'm a truck and a job has a regular truck trucker hauling all the wood off it i'm coming in and technically stealing his wood but sure um a lot of stepping on toes which you isn't good in this industry you get a bad name mm-hmm. fast for that but uh yeah so i was talk looking into selling out when fuel prices went high rates weren't following the fuel prices and i breakup came and i made a decision in january i said if if the rates aren't up by break up which is usually around end of March. You start sliding into breakup, parking the equipment for the spring. Um, if the rates weren't up by then, then I was going to list the stuff for sale. They weren't really up. They were <clears throat> going to discuss them during breakup. And coming out of breakup, they are promising big raises, but I decided I'm just going to list it. And then uh, around that time, Leo had kind of heard, so he called me up, and that was the time he was – starting to things were picking up and he had had a lot of uh, a lot of interest and some just say some bigger uh companies that were showing some interest so he asked if I'd be interested in jumping on and I said for sure and hmm. we'll give it a year and see how it goes that's what we did and the year was up in April and uh well actually in March middle of March would have been a year and I loved it. It wasn't it wasn't even a question to me. I said, "Well, uh, let's keep this thing rolling." Yeah. But it was getting better and better. So now now we're at the point it's evolved a lot. So since it started, it's become basically the electronic trip ticket side of it. So when a trucker go, goes goes on to a job, he he loads up chains down, trims up. He heads out. There's a ticket box at the end of the job and he'll fill out a ticket fill out a ticket. Put one copy in the box, ticket tube, ticket box at the end of the road, keep one for himself, get one to the logger, one to the land company. At the end of the week, he has to get all them together with his scale slips from the mill. Get them together, send them in, mail them in, however you get them to the land company or the logger to turn in, and that's how you get paid off of. So... We're trying to eliminate the trip ticket side. It creates a leg. There's about a two to three week leg a lot of times that in getting paid because the paper trail of the trip tickets are so slow. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever these companies there's many hours spent in the office, uh, one or two personnel in an office that are trying to get stuff together to get the, the loggers and the truckers paid off of them slips mm-hmm. so if it's all electronic as soon as that load is dropped at the mill you can it's a, it runs as an app you go on the app click drop off load or the load's dropped off and uh, it's immediately sent to the, to the office via email or the system there's a desktop version that uh, they can see what's brought in What's in the woods that are as yet to be hauled, what was decked up that week? what hat wasn't hauled, so uh, yeah, it just kinda makes everything a lot more visible of what's going on on the job, what needs to get hauled, what has been hauled, who hauled it, and they can they can technically pay right off of that, and you you know immediately when that load is dropped off, who gets paid what sure, so sure. Yeah. no, I guess it's fun to see you guys
0: doing that and making that happen. But part of what I wanted to explore there is the, uh, again, maybe it's because I like to search for this, but the willingness to change uh, for you, was it scary? Was it easy? Was it exciting for you to get out of the logging side of things and into Waldo? Uh,
1: Again, you said it's a way different role than what you're used to. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm used to, ever since college, I my first job was running equipment. So since... Went to two years for collision repair at NMU, and a lot of that I said oh, I'm gonna. I moved to South Carolina got into running heavy equipment. So since then I've been in equipment, and so that's what I was used to, and I I love it. I still to this day love running equipment, and that evolved into driving truck. Um, I had my CDL from when I was in South Carolina, and I was like, man, the, the trucks. I didn't. I never. Saw myself as running log truck full time until I got in a log truck and started running log truck, and hmm. I just fell in love. I love trucking. I love driving anything basically, but but something about how how heavy a Michigan log truck is and how what's all involved. I mean, it's there's a lot going on. It's not just you don't just jump in and grab a steering wheel like a lot of trucking, which is nothing wrong with that either. It's just uh, you're always moving, always busy. Even if it's a two-hour unknown to Quinisec, you're you're constantly lifting axles, dropping axles, checking axle weight, jumping out, check your chains. I mean, there's there's a lot to it, and hmm. those trucks, uh, it's impressive what they go through. Mm-hmm. Bouncing down a bush road with a hundred and well, legal weight is 164, so we'll say 164,000 pounds bouncing down a bumpy bush road. It's uh, it's impressive what they go through. They're breaking down nonstop, but it's it's an adventure. It gets stressed a lot of times when you're breaking. but Yeah, uh, but you enjoyed that,
0: but then getting into sales, again, that's been my world for quite a while, so I guess that the fact that you were willing to change is exciting. The fact that you went into sales is exciting, uh, but I guess I'm curious, again, that, I don't know, there's something about that because I just think there's a ton of people who are in a position that you were in that either reaching for something better or unhappy where they're at or both. And, and it doesn't happen. They're scared to do it. Uh, I, I yeah. Were, were you reaching for something better? Were you also slightly unhappy where you're at? Not that we have to define it necessarily, but I guess that like that moment, that moment to switch is super interesting. And why, why did you do it? What were you searching for? What, you know?
1: Yeah. So when I, when I obviously I had a plan in mind, my plan, at the time was to sell out of logging and get into dirt work is what I knew and running heavy equipment. That's what I knew before that. And, and there was a, it seemed like the guys who were doing that were pretty busy. I could probably pick up work if it was just me, maybe my son helping here and there, I was just going to start small. Mm -hmm. I had a skid steer ready. I figured if I could buy some smaller equipment, a, a mini excavator and a dump truck or something, and we could go to work and I could stay plenty busy and make a good living doing that that was my plan but when i when leo called and i started talking to him about it um i got more and more excited thinking about it just to Hmm. just to go back to collecting a paycheck and um and trying something new that I, i was so my role kind of being in the industry and knowing some loggers and some truckers and In a, in a softer side of it, you can't send the developers into the, into a logging job and expect them to know what they're looking at. Right. And you can't expect them to get taken serious. Not that the guys are going to take me very serious, but at least, (laughs) at least I, at least I kind of know what's going on and I know the difference between a, a stick of pulp and a bolt, you know? Right. But, so that was, initially that was the, that was my role. Um. And that's kind of why I think I was brought on. But I could I could communicate with, sometimes, well, sometimes to a fault I don't stop talking. And uh. <laughs> and uh, I could communicate with these developers and and um, the management that I needed to communicate with and kind of be the middleman between the two. Hmm. So it's, it was exciting to me. I, I didn't even think about it. I said, I'm going to take a year. I'll I'll dedicate a year to that and commit a year to that rather and, um, and see how I like it. I could always go back into dirt work. I could always go back into trucking. I could always, any of that stuff. And, um, the more I do, it, the more I love it. Um, yeah. As far as the sales side of it, it's, it's, I don't, I don't consider myself a salesman. I've never even thought about being in sales, but I, uh, I have, I guess I do sell a lot of stuff, and it's mainly vehicles and toys. You know, you're always buying and selling. That goes back to never sitting still. It's um, we had a list at one time of how many vehicles. My wife probably still has something. I don't know how many vehicles I had before I was <laughs> before I was 18, and it was probably in the in the 40s. But, yeah, yeah, it was just. Most of them are junk. It's just, um, they're fun. You buy in and sell or buy, fix up and sell. And mm -hmm. so that was my, that was my sales experience.
0: Yeah. And again, there's a, on the sales side of things, like you
1: said, you maybe don't
0: define yourself as that, but to me, it's just a communication. Like, are you good at communicating? And clearly you are, like you said, if you can, if you can, uh, potentially say you can speak to a fault. Like people say that you talk a lot, right. And you have that ability and you can also relay messages from uh, technical engineering programming to the job site and back and forth or whatever. I, I feel like I talk about that a lot, but there's just a huge value in that. Like there's not many engineers that can, uh, the cliche engineer can't communicate. Right. Uh, right. That if you can be in that role and have that communication ability, I think it's uh, a huge superpower.
1: Yeah, and that so that's yeah, and that's where it came into play. Like I don't um I don't know the first thing about writing code, but I I can tell them. And we're we're super fortunate we we to have this so this new developer that's that's on board now full-time, the first in-house developer that we've had mm-hmm. since the beginning of Waldo and we've had um part-time which is fine but you're when you have somebody right if i get a request i can take that request turn right around and talk to mitch about it and and he's super understanding and and receptive of what i'm trying to and he gets it and he'll he gets fired up about it as much as me and it's fun to it's fun to be working with somebody like that mm-hmm. um there's another guy coming on board so there'll be two of them full-time and they're both they're both great guys that makes it even more fun because they uh just fun to work with. It's not nobody's butting heads. No We all get along great. There's a wealth. There'll be five full time. And then we're working with a bunch of part time and some, uh, some different consultants, I guess they'll put it. And, uh, mm-hmm. they're all just a good group of guys. A couple of weekends ago, we all got together. We've never met in person. Um, other we do zooms and we do phone calls and all the time but uh never actually met in person one's from grand rapids so Mitch or the new guy he's um he lives down by grand rapids one was in chicago one was in over by howell i believe downstate and then the other one was indianapolis so they all came up. We met up. That was tech graduation weekend. So we couldn't get an Airbnb. There was nothing, no hotel. I'm like, I was setting this all up. I'm like, oh man, what are we gonna do? We might have to move the weekend. And Leo has a camp up in Duncan. And he said, hey, let's go, let's go clean up the camp, and we'll, right. <laughs> we'll show him how uh, how youper's vacation. You know? Yeah. So we did, and it ended up being very good. It was. Uh, we had some activities planned even, and it was raining all weekend, so it kept us inside. We rode around a lot, checking out some jobs. We toured Northern Hardwoods. We uh, did a lot of cool stuff, but but that was it was a, a lot of fun. You know, we shot guns out there. Some of them have never never shot a gun before. Pretty foreign to them. It's pretty crazy how when you grow up in the city, it's a it's such a different way of life. And a few they have only been. I don't know if one or two of them had never been in a sauna the other one sauna as mm-hmm. they say we fix that quickly <laughs> sauna and uh yeah so it was a uh it, it was a learning experience for them i think they left they left uh pretty excited then if they if they weren't they were doing a good job faking it yeah but it was uh it was a good time huh that one uh one one of them i put in an email i said what to bring just bring your clothes i said everything's there there's beds i said you might want to bring a sleeping bag and the one of them had to order a sleeping bag because he didn't even never even owned one right it was pretty neat it was uh it was a lot of fun but that's my point being we all get along good group of guys and that makes it uh that makes it all the more exciting we all kind of get each other and our eyes all of our eyes are on the prize so uh
0: Yeah. Yeah. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech software development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and back end solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at Zeratech.com. That's X E R A T E C.com. No, to me, it's cool. Just celebrating that, the willingness to change. Uh, and again, I don't know. There's just something about it. Maybe maybe not. But how, how common is it, do you think, that people are in a role and they wish they could change, they think about changing, they're unhappy where they're at, and they just stay there?
1: I think it's it's very common. And that, that's what I – so I have a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 16-year-old, and I tell them, I preach them all the time. It's not – worry about the – the money later the money will come i was taught do a job i mean you say do it do it you hear it all the time do it find a job you love doing and you don't have to work a day in your life i mean mm-hmm. and that's true to a point but it's it's uh you're still gonna you still have to work and there you got to put in a lot of work to get things sometimes but um i've been lucky enough i could tell you since i've i got my first job when i was 12 and that was working at a go kart, a local go kart track here. Mm. I'd work ten hour days. It was open. I don't remember the hours, maybe ten to ten, I believe, or something. Or t- no, noon to ten. That would be ten hours. Yeah. And uh, I would just run around when they spin out. I'd run around pushing them straight. But since that job, I can honestly say that I've had one job that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. In my whole. Career and I've always I've always and it's it's mainly luck. But if I know I like doing something, I enjoy. I work to I've always worked to get that job. That like like going to school for collision repair. I loved dealing with cars, doing doing uh working on them, fixing and fixing them up. That I was interested in that right away. I knew I wanted to do that, so I went. But I always wanted to run equipment too. So I once I graduated, I said I can always go into the body work I'm going to go run equipment for a little while first well here we are today but um but i i tell my kids that's that's the most important thing just find a job you enjoy doing if you enjoy doing it and you're passionate about it the money's going to come i I think 100 percent of the times the the money's going to eventually come if you're passionate about it and you're, you're you have a good work ethic i think that that personally i think that goes a lot further than then higher education, college, any of that stuff. And that's a that's the most important thing to me, good work ethic and, and just follow your passion and what you like doing. Money mm-hmm. will come. And it, but there is a, a thing that the other side of it, where it feels like we are
0: fortunate to have grown up here to, to learn that work ethic side of things, right? Because you could kind of get lost in the follow your passion side. And like, hey, at the end of the day, you got to work right
1: right uh yeah so that, that's what you gotta mix it with the, the good work ethic and that and that's uh I started working at 12 my boy he's 16 he's the 16 year old my my daughters are the next who I have one boy but he uh he's been working we even just this spring we went on spring break and Man, I got I got so sick of here. I love the kid to death, but I got so sick of hearing I could be working right yeah. now. <laughs> Sitting on a beach down in Florida and I could be I just wanna be working right now. I could be and it's so it's maybe I shouldn't have pounded it as hard <laughs> into his head about working, but right. Um but but that's it and, and he's not uh he's working with cars too. He he has the same interest as me and yeah. And uh Yeah, but it is so the, the the work ethic is is big time. And and it is around here. You see it more. And that's why when we, not that it's not in South Carolina and you can't work, you had to build a good work ethic anywhere you're at. It's, um, I, I knew it was a big way of life around here for me anyways. And mm-hmm. when we had, we had Austin in South Carolina and it wasn't long before we both knew we wanted to bring him back up and raise him in the UP. Yeah that's what it was for us i was western north
0: dakota for life like i i would have loved it i I still dream about it all the time uh get out there get out west as much as i can but we had our daughter and it was like yeah you got to raise around here but that have you learned that i I feel like you have is like you learned work ethic around here you you could almost be a, a a slacker by this area standards and you go somewhere else and you're a rock star You know what I mean? Applying the same what what you know, you know what I mean? It it feels like it's like unbelievable. You get out there and obviously again it's not universal. There's hard workers all over the country Uh, but it feels like you can get yourself like that was some experience in the oil field out west is like it doesn't take you much to separate yourself so if you have some of these other good qualities and then you combine that work
1: ethic again same deal you can separate yourself pretty quickly. For sure. Yeah and that's and that's the big like even in when I was in South Carolina I've never been to North Dakota but you hear all kinds of stories. I mean it's you can climb climb a ladder pretty quick with being and even all in north Dakota, maybe maybe you would know more than I would have out there, but they kind of sought after people from this area mm-hmm. and that and that was the whole reason down in South Carolina was the same thing they they were looking if somebody was coming from the u p there was a very good chance that they were gonna be they knew how to grind hard and and get the work done and and to be honest i seen a lot of that when i was when i was down there i worked with a lot of uh mexicans or or these guys from mexico they're whether they're here illegally illegally or not not that i support being here illegally but i uh i you could see why they were on almost every job they they have the same work mentality they're hard workers mm-hmm. most of them come from hard work and they they come up here and they're hard workers and it's uh they always had jobs because it's uh, they're getting the work done and and uh, it kind of was plain to see from what I seen down there, you
0: know. Yeah, no, but I had somebody that I was talking to like in a corporate setting. They're coming from this background and they're working with people in like L.A. and New York or whatever else. Uh, and they were talking how a lot of the people they run into is uh, they analyze, they think, they sit back, what can we do? Whereas she's more of a hey, let's get it done. You know what I mean? And and Rose pretty quickly because of that, and had a lot of feedback from different people. Like, there's something about you, where you came from, or whatever, that you have the ability to just roll up your sleeves and get it done, even in a non-hard work setting, if that makes sense.
1: Right. Uh, yep.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's a
1: rare or, a, or a, a awesome thing to have. I guess. Obviously, it is. For and that and that's kind of what like the job I have now isn't a isn't a hands on hammer down kind of i mean there's a there's a lot of time spent on zoom calls or team meetings or uh at a desk or on the computer that kind of stuff but it's still you're still working and you're still getting tasks done and i think that that's all part of the mentality i mean i don't there's times where i'm i'm looking if i spend all morning on the computer i'm and the guys know this they know I i can only stare at it so long before you you have to go out and and work on something you know Mm -hmm. or go go outside but it's a that's that's what i love is there's a lot it's fast paced this job it's kind of run around we're always doing something there's always something to do so um it was slow like it was slow this winter long story but it's we're kind of in between we're kind of restructuring a little bit fundraising for the next round to to be get have the money to hire these developers and to to make it the next 12 to 18 months and and get done we quickly saw over last summer we've seen where we need to be and it's all it's a matter of raising the money to get to that point everything costs money developers aren't cheap mm-hmm. legal teams not cheap um so it went through a whole investment round and Leo and Brady the other two they they did all the all of that stuff I I take little to no credit for for the fundraising on the fundraising side of it and uh they ground like crazy all winter long and they got they actually we were over the amount they were looking for we got funded well over that there was a lot of interest in it they're turning potential of investors at the end they're kind of turning some way we got to pick they got to pick between between a good group of uh of investors to come on board and um, and that's so I during during the winter I, I kind of there wasn't much going on I told them told them to lay me off and if, if I'm not doing anything they said no this is all this is all part of it we got and I, I did there was every week I was doing something but it was a lot slower so that that opened me up to be able to uh, not liking to sit around if I wasn't ice fishing or snowboarding which I love to do in the winter I was I still wanted to drive trucks, so I drove a lot of truck this winter. I'd jump in. Buddies would have a, a load ready to go, and they'd call me up, and I'd jump in and yeah. run it down in the evenings or at night or whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran some scrap scrap metal. I ran one or two loads a week uh, of that all winter. And any any chance I could get, I kind of just told myself I wasn't going to say no. And uh, whoever called, I would, I'd make it work jump in the truck and go for a run yeah no it's something
0: about it again back to the the work ethic side of things that's for me in sales uh i i thought at a young age i was the young kid that asked too many questions i could talk people's ear off at a certain point uh and and realize there's some value in working with people but then i was like matt if i can combine that with with the work ethic i feel like you're unstoppable Uh, i agree for
1: sure that's that's it the work ethic the work ethic is uh that'll get you through. Right. I, I really believe. And I don't, uh, haven't been proven wrong yet. So yeah. On that, that side of it. Yeah. But we talk about the engineer. Okay. Again,
0: this is cliche, the general engineer who can't communicate, but then you could talk about the flip side and say the general salesperson, they don't have the work ethic. Not necessarily. Right. There's obviously exceptions, but again, combine the middle, like the middle ground and combine it and stack it and add layers to it. It's, uh, uh exciting to me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's, uh, that's what's exciting about it to me too is is I, I see where I, I we all see a need for it in the industry what we're doing and uh, it makes you want to work even harder for it because it's it's kind of a it's an it's a big change for the industry and it's it's new and everyone everyone here has good work ethic in the company now and um, do what it takes there's no hours there's no well it's this time so we're clocking out I mean I'll get emails at midnight or one in the morning from these guys. And it's like, man, what are they doing? You know, mm-hmm. but if you get an idea, you just got to go with it. and Yeah. It's all work ethic. It'll, it'll get you there. Right. Right. What about on the, uh, on the
0: flip side, we were talking about how, when you get into something, you get into it pretty hardcore, right? And that's kind of what this podcast is about. Right. But you are talking, you recently told the story to your brother or texting your brother saying, Hey, let's get e-bikes. And he's like, man, how do I even keep up with you? Right. You're talking about getting into these different <laughs> things. Uh, Has have you always been that way again i i feel like i'm the same way a lot of times when i get into something i get i mean i'm 10 layers deep in two days uh but have you always been that way or what what's that come from
1: as far as i could remember i have i i guess i don't i don't know it to be any other way and i don't it seems normal to me because i because i do it but yeah like if you go in my garage right now it's it's full of stuff and that and just like hobbies like you got like i get told all the time um pick a hobby mm-hmm. <laughs> or two or three <laughs> but it, it's tough I mean if I get out and I blame in recent years I blame YouTube for a lot of it because it's like you get you get like or you see something or hear about something you're like man that that seems pretty cool yeah and you start looking it up and I, I just get fired up about it and I, and I find a way to make it work like uh, a lot of times it's even if it's being able to afford it if it's selling something to to get it like into drones i was into drones for uh, forever i i wanted one bought one flew it around like crazy and um ended up in a tree Hmm. at a couple years later but it was uh from that it's always been fishing it's always been i mean even as far as as far back as i can remember car shows and races my dad was was big into racing spectating not racing Mm mm-hmm Participating, but a lot of spectating, and and it's still that way. There's there's probably probably four or five I know already this summer that I'm I'm gonna be going to that are just regular summer activities. But aside, then you then you come back, then it is the e bike, then it's the riding the Harley, then it's it's uh you name it, but it's um yeah, you just you get something on your mind and and. It's all you can think about for a little while right. until <laughs> till the next thing comes along. But yeah. it, it's not like it just goes away and you don't do it again. Right. That's the problem is uh, it's always going to be fun to me. Yeah. That's the thing. There's like very,
0: how do you say it? Like uh, variability. Like this is a common personality style. Maybe not common, but a lot of people deal with this. But a lot of them, it's like jump from one thing to the next. But I'm trying to think if I jump, I for sure will have little like mini, mini peaks of things, right, throughout right. my life. But I've also got other things that are the course of my whole life. Like you said, it doesn't go away. Uh, even started this podcast with mule deer hunting i still think about mule deer hunting every single day maybe i don't think about it as much of each day as when i started this or something like that i'm trying to think but either way so these things will last a lifetime but otherwise like i'll be into like hiking or whatever it is right now i'm thinking about golf a lot uh whatever i'm into i will think about it i will like uh, like a lot of the day doesn't even make sense sometimes
1: you know (laughs) that's it that's exactly And, and i'll i'll do like you, you mentioned golf. That's another thing. Like, I can't, uh, I, last weekend or the weekend before, I was sitting there on a Saturday, and uh, it was, the weather was garbage and rainy, and it was, like, snowy mix. You remember that? It wasn't maybe one or two weeks ago. Sure, yeah, I got And, it. and guys were golfing down in, in Green Bay, and I knew the courses were open over there. I was like, I yelled to my wife. I was like, hey, we should go to Green Bay leave early tomorrow morning and and uh she has family down there and she was thinking i was talking about going visit them she's like just for the day you're crazy but i was like no i want to go golfing i'll just make a tea time and we'll drive down and go but that's it, nothing to to drive four hours when it when it's on my mind i just wanted to golf that day yeah. so bad i was just ready to golf <laughs> right just down in florida we got out quite a bit and uh yeah i love golfing in the summer and that's that's a, that's another hobby that's kind of newer that's only been i did here or there maybe once or twice a summer for the past 10 years or so but yeah. actually since south carolina was the first time i ever went but up until two years ago i think i really got into it and, and yeah get passes now and you go quite a bit and i love it and it's just another another hobby on the list but um I would I would gladly leave right now to go, go <laughs> <laughs> <it's like laughs> golfing somewhere because there's nothing open around here. But that's all yeah. that's all fired up on it. I am yeah. You mentioned golf. I mean that's a it's another one. Yeah.
0: And I even have to like watch myself because you learn. So for the last three or four years, I felt like I just couldn't fit it in. But this year I've gotten to the point where I like okay, I can fit it in. Uh, but the only way I can fit in my schedule is if I go at 6 a.m. Or at least fit it in to enough where I want to. I could go in evening here or there, but same deal. If I can't go three days a week, I just – I can't even let myself go there almost. Right. Uh, so but then as soon as I mentally let myself get a pass, I, I thought about golf all day for the last month and a half. <laughs> like I'm planning on going four days a week every day at 6 a.m. Like it just – you go so far, I don't know what it is. It's it's a, I don't know what makes you go, go like that because it feels like a lot of people can just go part way. And, and again, it's not that one's worse or better than the other, but I, I don't know. I can in a matter of like fifteen minutes go from ah, I should get a golf pass. Yeah, I got a golf pass. I'm gonna golf every
1: day. <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean? Like right. just oh yeah. Right. You know. And it has it's zero oh. percent to do with the fact that I see any progress in my game right like (laughs) i'll go out there and by by hole two i'm i'm thinking this is the dumbest thing i've ever i've ever uh grasped onto was was golfing this is the dumbest sport there ever was yeah i'd be so mad but then there's days you do you do all right and you're and you're just loving it and you you could have the crappiest game ever and come off a hole 18 with a good chip shot or something and you can't wait to go again yeah (laughs) right but yeah it's it is i uh I agree with you on the golf. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but hopefully I can get out a little more this summer even. Yeah. But no, I don't know.
0: It's uh again, try to try to learn from people, see how you're different than me and how I'm different than other people, but just what makes you go to that level? I don't know. Have you thought about that? Why you're that way? Why you go that deep into things and why you can't just passively
1: do something? I don't I don't know. I like I said I've I've never been any different i don't think um as soon as that as soon as the weekend is there's there's i could have have something planned every week weekend Mm -hmm. for the rest of the summer from now i know the next four weekends are are done Mm -hmm. for me already i mean i got i got one thing after another and if i go that's just because i don't but I, i like it that way like if i uh the the thing is, the crazy thing is my wife isn't like that so these these things were that i do is uh is kind of me going and she she like she's a homebody she likes to stay home she has the farm there that she's big time into and uh she, but we don't get in we don't slam the door on each other and and step on toes or we say no we've never really said no to each other it's just kind of like naturally in any relationship you get a little bit of frustration mm-hmm but um, she knows that I that I I have to keep going. Mm-hmm. I'd probably drive her nuts. I mean, maybe if I'm sitting around on a weekend, she wouldn't be much rather me be be gone <laughs> at the end of the weekend. Man, I wish she just would have just went somewhere. But yeah. uh, I've always been that way. I don't I don't know any different. And if if there's nothing planned that weekend, i almost guarantee you something will on friday i'll have a plan camping love camping um anywhere around here any chance you can get i love like the island up on medora or anywhere you know i mean just jump in the boat and go jump on the argo and go jump in a i have a i'm new to us this year i have a rooftop tent we just got i've always Hmm. wanted to try one of them out Mm -hmm. um I don't know if you ever messed around with any. No, I've seen them, but yeah, yeah. So it was it was kind of we were looking to getting a camper and trying to figure out what to do, and uh, yeah. So that's new. I just uh, about a month ago I got a well right before our, our spring break trip we took it down to Florida. It's, it fits all of us. It's one of the it's a bigger one. I mean, you got there's five of us and we all slept in there comfortably. Hmm. It has the annex on the bottom, so I plan on doing a lot of that this summer, and that's kind of where the e bike idea spurred off so when the rooftop tent is open you can't you got to fold it up to take the truck anywhere and i was like man sitting there we were in it staying down in it down in tennessee we were in it like if i need to run to the store right now if i had to run it'd be nice to have an e-bike mm-hmm. just pop it out the back of the truck or whatever and go run and do your stuff and you don't have to fold the tent up but that's our one thing always leads into the next and yeah. and here we are but right but yeah these uh I hope I don't. Um, I I get anxiety thinking if they're thinking that there's an there's a weekend where I don't have something planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a, what about uh, I always,
0: I've talked about it quite a bit on here. One of the things that I've gone deep down into and haven't actually done as much as I'd like to, but is the, the, uh, like backpacking, through hiking, stuff like this. Right? Have you done any of that backpacking
1: at all? No, not much. So so typically. Uh, I'm trying to think, but just about everything besides golf or a little bit of fishing has been there's been a a motor has been involved, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) or has been involved. Um, the hiking and backpacking thing, and there's nothing I would I would love to I would love to do that, but see, when I when I think of that, like with this with this whole e bike phase I'm in right now, I was I was thinking like looking into Maybe getting a little trailer for it. I mean, the thing will cover sixty miles on one one battery life. You know, mm-hmm. less obviously if you're pulling a little trailer. But I was thinking, how cool would it be to, to go camping on it or throw some gear on in a backpack and go doing stuff like that. But the um, as far as the hiking backpacking thing, I I really have yet to do any of that. Uh my brother. Well, no, see, he, I mean, he does a lot of hiking. My older, I have one older brother in North Carolina. He does a lot. He just finished on too. He doesn't really talk about it too much, but he, he did a run, I don't know how many miles, 30 miles through the Appalachian Appalachian. Mm-hmm. Appalachian, yeah. 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 Anyway, he uh yeah, some run, some some little anyway, I seen some pictures of him that he finished it. He does a lot of that kind of stuff, so. Hmm. But yeah, the running, the running and the the backpacking and stuff not so much. Yeah. Yet. But uh, for
0: me, I feel like it's less of an exercise thing for me. I guess part of it's the hunting side of things. We've got into it from hunting out West and do a lot of hiking there, uh, and doing a little bit of backpack hunting out there as well. Uh, but then, uh, it got me thinking about again through hiking. But part of me is again, uh, and I'm curious if you'd have the same thing, but maybe in a different context for me, the, I like, I'd love to take five months off and go hike the Pacific crest trail or the Appalachian trail or something like that. Just, I, Again, I've done down deep rabbit holes here, but more about like the mental side of things and like how where do you go to? I've talked about this before on here, but where do you go to on week one, on week five, on on month three? Uh, are you disconnected? Are you, where does your mind go to? All that kind of stuff, right? But could you? I, I guess I, I'm curious if you would appreciate that outside of the act of hiking itself or for for something different than hiking itself but then or would you would you appreciate the same thing going on like a 3 month motorcycle tour around the US or something like that or around the continent or something like
1: that yeah that that actually is a big bucket list thing for me is to take a couple of weeks and I've never I love riding the bike um taking that and going out west like in well there's sturgis I'm not really crazy about Going to Sturgis and seeing, like, I don't mind seeing the big crowds and the people and experiencing that. Just to say, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do anything like that once, but I, I know that wouldn't be the highlight. I would just love to go on a on a bike trip like that. But as far as the, it and it would not take much. Like, there, you don't have to, you don't have to twist my arm into into anything really. Mm-hmm. You could it, it'd be pretty easy to get me fired up on backpacking. <laughs> if you called me up and said, hey we're going we're going on a if i had the time obviously i need to work and right i'd have to have the time off but if i if if time wasn't a or work wasn't an issue and you called me up and said we're going on a two months backpack, what the wife and kids are the only things i would be thinking of like right man I, I i would miss them you know i haven't i don't typically i'm i'm gone but i don't go for a week would be tops of what i've ever been gone for you know mm-hmm. but uh I would be thinking about it and I'd probably be looking which backpack to buy. Yeah. You wouldn't have to twist my arm too far, but as far as, as far as me in my head, the, the, like you said, the, the bike trip would be pretty unreal and, and riding the bike to Alaska is, is, uh, right up there on top of the list. That would be longer than two weeks. I think that would be, that's kind of what's holding me back. You got to have, I'd ha- you'd have to have a month at least. But mm-hmm. I'd love to get a touring bike and do that run. Yeah. Even by myself, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't mind doing any of that stuff uh, by myself. But Yeah. No, and a lot of it, I, I give you my quick spiel is like,
0: <clears throat> I'm super connected uh, to a fault again, in real estate, your emails, texts, calls all the time, right? Uh, which is fine. But you, you realize you can get pretty wound up and you, you think about going, and again, I've talked about this on before, on here before, but you think about going on a, a week camping trip or something like that at the beginning of it, usually you're pretty high strung. You're trying to figure out what to do next here. we got to get this, 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 and this. Finally, by day seven, you're like reading a book, relaxing, enjoying yourself, whatever, whether insert reading a book to taking a nap or whatever. You know, usually you're way different on day seven than you were on day one. Uh and again, I've talked about this on here before, but there's a guy, Steve Renella talks about it on his podcast. There's a guy who I think the story was he kayaked around Lake Superior for like six months or the Great Lakes for like six months or something like that. Uh, and that feeling of life slowing down and your brain slowing down and, and the clutter getting less is that guy that went for six months never found an end to that. Like it continued, it continued. It kept getting slower and slower. I can't even imagine. I've, I haven't That's gone more than a week
1: in uh, 15 years. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, to yeah, that is, that is That an- isn't interesting perspective um yeah I don't I don't know like like the uh I guess that's what you're when you're on the bike riding I mean that's all it is is the your thoughts I mean you're that's all you have you don't have to you don't have to talk and all you do is listen and just think you know Mm -hmm. maybe that's the appeal of it
0: I feel like the hike is the same thing, Uh, but I wonder, and again, it, it depends what you're into. Like, it's like either one accomplishes the same thing, but there's a part of me that the hike is like the most minimalistic thing you can do you're also accomplishing a physical feat every single day. So that feels good. Like it feels good to get up and move and work and and get after it. And then your, your body's going through like the, the biological rhythms of the sun and the, your circadian rhythm and your sleep and your whatever. And again, you're not sitting there on your phone, emails, texts all day, every day, whatever. And again, where do you get to on month two? Who would you be? Or where would you, what would you, what would your state be compared to what it is now? I don't know. That's just so intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I feel like just the act of hiking in those settings, that mountain settings and stuff, is just I don't know something about it is be unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and I I could see that, and that's why I would never, I would never say, um, oh no, absolutely not. There's right. not many hobby type things that I would say absolutely not to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I could get, I could get fired up just about anything. Mm-hmm. But like the, when we go snowboarding, I don't know how many. The past winters we've gone somewhere this year we were in breckenridge area hmm. um but them mountains the the mountains themselves are that's half half of why we like going just the scenery you know so i mean if you're hiking through all that stuff and and that's what you get to look at every hour of the daylight that would be uh that'd be
0: pretty amazing mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm way less intrigued by the appalachian trail than the pacific crest trail for that reason yeah yeah, the Appalachians like here, which is still cool, but you're hiking through bush. You know, yep. you've seen a, and again, that's the outside perspective. I'm not sure. I think there is some cool mountainous areas, but a lot of it, you're basically hiking 20 miles to get to this view. Hike 20 miles to get to this next view. Whereas the Pacific Crest is just views all day, every no day. It's unbelievable. Okay,
1: uh, yeah, that would be see the and and I guess this like the Smoky Mountains have a piece of my heart just because we've been going my dad he grew up in Ohio and he was that's where they vacationed Gatlinburg pigeon Forge area down in the Smokies so that's that he carried that on through us that's where we went every every spring break was down yeah and we loved it and I still this day love it but uh that's some of my favorite mountains but I know well how many years ago was it we went um probably four five years ago we went to the Rockies. That was our first time as a family trip. We went out to, um, oh, to, uh, we, we took off from here. I think it was about two weeks. We actually, I bought a wood paneled station wagon. My truck, so that's when I had a log truck. So I, I, the truck, the motor went on the log truck. It was going to be a good two, three weeks for them to fix it. And I got home and I was sitting there thinking, like, uh, I'm, I can sit here being stressed the whole time about not working. Mm hmm. And it just worked out. My wife, um, she had something was going on. She had that month. She didn't. She had a grooming shop at the time. No, that was right after we sold our house. That's <laughs> right. And and she had sold the shop, so she was in between that and her next job and went home. Um, kids hadn't started school yet, obviously. It was in August, and I had this, wa- <laughs> this wagon that I had picked up a couple weeks before I said, man, that'd be fun on a road tripping that thing. And I'm sitting there looking at it and I said, Hey, we're, let's, we're going out West. Let's go, let's go for a trip. And we pulled it together and we just got a car top carry and left and went out to, we're all over the smoky mountains out to Wyoming. And Hmm. it was a blast, but that, that was our first real experience with this, with the, that style, the Rocky mountains, you know? Yeah. And, uh,
0: yeah, no, I could see that. You have the family history of the Appalachians, and I'm I'm sure the Appalachian Trail you would be you'd find a lot of those cool views. But the West, something about it. Again, living out there, you become biased towards what you're familiar with or whatever. Right. But living in in western North Dakota, spending time in Montana, and then we did another big or we did a big loop with our family, probably the same year or even year after or something like that. I'm trying to remember the year that it was, but unbelievable. But when we hit, I've talked about this before. When we hit the badlands of Medora, went all the way to the west coast, down south into California and down through Utah and stuff and back and from the Badlands of Medora till we got back to middle South Dakota was all just unreal. Like terrain the whole time, bunch of different environments. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And and my wife would agree with you there. And I'm not either way. Like I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even pick an argument against either one at this point in my life. But my wife grew up uh, a couple of times. She went out to her dad's a big elk hunter. Hmm. So she went with him uh once or twice that way and she just loved it from the first time she was out there but um Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was it was pretty amazing every day every day that's like you said when we started we drove from here in medora teddy roosevelt park to all the way over to yellowstone i mean it was it was amazing we could have gone for a month you know and i gotten sick of it but other than we didn't spend too much time in yellowstone it was pretty busy that was Right at the beginning of COVID, so I guess it wasn't. I might be off on my mark. Maybe it was three, four years ago. But yeah, that was right at the beginning when things were getting, getting, kind of ramping up, and it was pretty new yet. But um, yeah, we only spent a day in Yellowstone. We actually, <laughs> we actually got in a little bit of trouble. But, yeah. Um, we went. So the, I mean. So the uh, the hot springs. So there's walking trails down to the hot springs, right? And we wanted to check them out, and they're bubbling, and they're steaming, and you can walk down this wooden wooden path, and um, and you can kind of look at them. Well, we walked down one It was We were cruising along, and there was a little sign that said whatever hot, the name of the hot springs was. And they're like, oh, there's no cars here. Let's check this one. Oh, no, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm pulled in there walk walk down the little the wooden walk pathway down and and we're sitting there looking at them and there's like a lower railing there's a railing but it's a lower railing you could see where there's a little path going to the like people had climbed over and I said let's go I wonder if those things are who hasn't seen them wondered if they're really hot Mm -hmm. they're called hot springs but how hot are they really right Right? am I the only one I don't know what I was like let's go see and my kids like I don't know my wife's like yeah we're probably not supposed to do that I said, "What's the difference? Look at all the people, all the tracks going over." So, I jumped over. We were kind of, we were kind of standing there by him, and it was it was pretty cool. And a uh, ranger, park ranger, came running down the path with her phone out and yelling at us, and we jumped back over. And it's pretty embarrassing to my kids that I egged them on to do it, but um, yeah. <laughs> so it was mad. Like when you when you do that at being a national park, it's a <laughs> mandatory. Court appearance. She was saying this was on like a Friday, and she said she was supposed to arrest us and all this stuff. And we were, and Monday was was it a, something? It was like a holiday or there's something Monday they were closed, so we would had to wait until Tuesday for. We had to wait till Tuesday for our court hearing. The kids are sitting in the car, looking back like, "What's going on?" You know. And <laughs> um anyway, we got out of there with just she let us go. Her supervisor said, "No, nope, we got to We got to take him in and." Um, she said she'll get written up for it, but she just wrote us each tickets and she said, just, and just make your way out of the park, you know? Yeah. So that was our, the Yellowstone experience, (laughs) but (laughs) they weren't cheap tickets, but I was glad we didn't have to spend time in jail. I mean, it was the hindsight. I'm like, that's a thing I can uh, get us into some pretty dumb situations, but yeah, it's just that, uh, (laughs) act before you think thing, you know? Right. Right yeah no and again i'm not trying
0: to i don't know i'm just curious even giving you the spiel i'm not trying to say you should do it or whatever else but kind of just giving you some background of of what that why that intrigues me or whatever else but yeah that yeah something about it the west whatever else but you have that same feel for the motorcycle side of things for the motorcycle is it is it have a similar thing like the i don't know what you call it the where your mind goes to in that versus or like how relaxed you are or something like that hundred
1: percent that's I think that's that's all of it. I mean it it's ju- it's just fun, but the biggest thing is what your mind kind of shuts off and when you're on that bike that is that's all you're thinking about mm-hmm. and what you're looking at and the smells um all all of that. But it is the just the mindset you're in when you're on the bike. It's it's the toughest part is just getting on it and going but a couple of miles down the road you you don't want to stop. Last summer I put about around 10,000 miles on and it was Wisconsin, a little bit of Minnesota downstate but you see parts of this these states that you never most people even if you travel a lot you just shoot down through Wisconsin like I was shocked at how beautiful like southwest Wisconsin I don't know if you've ever been down Mm -hmm. the Richland Center area down below Wisconsin Dells you start getting down and it's like it's actually a lot of hills a lot of curves it's it reminded me a lot of of like Virginia and Kentucky area, but uh, would never know that that stuff if you didn't just go and kind of explore, just pick or stay off the highways. I I, I love just finding backroads you're unfamiliar with, and I've done a many miles on roads that I have no clue where they're where they're heading, no idea if they're gonna turn to gravel, and I have come up on gravel many times, but mm-hmm. that's all part of it. Is you're just uh, it's all in the in the traveling. I've never minded driving. Um, that's the, that's the fun of it to me is the, is the getting there to the destination isn't even as, as much fun in my head as the getting there, I guess. Yeah. When we did that loop out West, I think we put on, it was like three weeks. I think we put on
0: 8,000 miles, 9,000 miles or something and a lot Seems right. Either way, I'll have to go back and figure it out. But a lot of people were telling me at the end of it, you're gonna be like, "Oh, you're gonna be drive like you're gonna be sick of driving." When we pulled in, I said I could turn right around and do it again tomorrow. Like it Great. was unreal. I loved it. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. I heard it years ago. <clears throat> I think it was Louis Louis Lamar said, um, "Travel too fast and you miss half the reason you're traveling for." Right? I yeah. don't know if you ever heard that, but and that's that's how it is Like it's. uh the getting there, like even even on our spring, but it took us five days to get back. Like we weren't even, we weren't in Florida that long at all. Well, four days maybe, I guess. But it's the the highlight of our whole vacation. We love Florida and we love being on the beach and warm weather, but the highlight was the ride back because it was like, kids are like, why are we leaving on a Tuesday? We don't have to be back till Sunday, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, I think we left. And and uh, we, we found some, unreal i i knew i had heard that tennessee has some pretty cool waterfalls so i was i was kind of searching trying to find where they were these uh cummins falls and the um, oh what's the name of the other ones anyway they're uh, they're unreal and it, and it's not like they're they're somewhat popular getting more popular but like nothing i've seen waterfalls There. i mean you could you have to hike about Three quarters of a mile up a river, come around a corner, and they're just there, and you could swim in them, and hmm. um, but stuff like that, the kids are just blown away, you know. And we're out there swimming and in uh, some waterfalls in the backwoods of Tennessee, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: but stuff like that, it's it's just we could have we could have stayed on the beach, and that's fun too, and that's nothing wrong with that. I would have probably tried going golfing, let let them beach it up, you know. But uh. but there's so much to see so much to do and see it's it's uh you gotta just get out there yeah speaking of uh louis lamore thinking about the western sometimes
0: again i i don't really prep for these but i will in a way prep of like mindset thing not mindset i don't know i just think about you and i was thinking about your history of logging and then it reminded me of or i was thinking how loggers could kind of be looked at as and again you could you could talk about this but looked at as like a modern cowboy in a way that's what i was thinking about all right uh But then I reminded myself of when I was in college, my first fall back, I just spent the summer out in Western North Dakota living. And in my head, it was this grand adventure. I was a cowboy going west, whatever I was, you know. We got back, we had this uh, English professor and we were talking about cowboys and whatever else. And somehow one one of us, me and my friend that both went to North Dakota that summer said that the uh, oil field workers in Western North Dakota are the modern American cowboy. And she agreed with us and we were all just charged that we were the... (laughs) 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 But then I got me thinking about that same thing for loggers. that uh, how you guys are kind of your own little breed and you're kind of not in it unless you're in it in a way, right? Like if you're in that logging community right. or whatever, uh, you could make a lot of jokes about the fact of how different logging is today versus how it was 50 years ago and the new equipment and you can go log in your white tee and whatever. Right. But, uh, I don't know. That was just something I was thinking about. And then that, like that whole, I feel like a lot of it I could encompass in like our, our, our romantic vision or something. And that's what the adventure is. That's what, like, hiking on the Appalachian Trail is. That's what heading out west is. That's what a lot of these things are. And uh, and and reading even some different books right now about... This, there's some firefighters out in Montana that died up in the, in the Rockies. And the the, the, uh, the guy that wrote A River Runs Through It, uh, Norman McLean, wrote that. But he's re- writing, I'm reading his book about these firefighters and stuff like this. I don't know. All that I'm just fascinated with. Like, that adventure that... I, I don't even know. Like, I feel like it's all the same thing. But it's all, like, if you... Like if it was me, I picture in my head if I was alive in the 1700s or the 1800s, I would have been on a horse heading west, doing that, and and it would have been a romantic thing. But obviously, you can romanticize a different age. But anyways, does that does that whole thing does that speak to you? Would you? Is that yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. That's that's uh, I I would agree with, with like you if, if for coming back to the log truck thing. I mean, you don't if you don't love it, you're you're not going to be in it very long. I mm-hmm. mean, if you don't love doing it, you could, if, you, if you just like driving truck, but a lot of guys, like I, I, I'm a truck driver, I want to stay local, I don't want to be overnight, so I'm going to drive a log truck because you're home every night. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to last too long at yeah. all. If you don't love it, there there's so much to it, and it's so much work, um, so much more behind the scenes, just the the breakdowns and what it takes to do it but you have to be you have to be into it to to be successful at it for sure anyways Mm -hmm. but what about the uh
0: like the the, like with the travel and that do you romanticize it in a way
1: like are you an adventurer i would say for sure yeah 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 i don't i don't stop thinking about i don't it doesn't end like the um we'll come back from a two-week vacation and it's kind of a joke now and i do it as a joke but it's uh we could be back for an hour from a two-week vacation i'll be like you know where we should go yeah (laughs) (laughs) it just it doesn't end it drives my wife nuts but um i it just doesn't my mind doesn't stop like that it's always got to be on to the next thing there's there's just too much to see and do to sit around there's nothing wrong with like i said she likes to she likes to be home a lot more and that stuff doesn't really interest her yeah but she doesn't i mean everybody's different they have their uh and there's nothing wrong with either one i don't think but mm-hmm. um like there was when a, a big a big thing on my bucket list was go to mccarthy alaska i don't know if you know no, anything about mccarthy maybe a little bit what's there um there was actually a couple tv shows about it but what started was i read a book a couple books so there's a lot of there's there's a lot of history from it it was an old mining town the Kennecott mine mm hmm mm-hmm. Um, that's what started it. So they were up there mining copper, a few other things maybe. The mine got shut down. All the miners are there. They went to bed at night, and they woke up the next morning to the mine being shut down, and everyone told them they have so much time to get out. Wow. Leave everything. Everything got left behind, and McCarthy kind of got, from what I understand, you could fact check it a little bit, but what I understand, McCarthy kind of started is about a five miles down the trail. They started a little town. The people who didn't want to leave, and that became McCarthy, Alaska. Huh. So, but there's a lot of history and a lot of dark history. That the two books I read, um, I say, I say read, but the truth is, I, I uh, it's all, it's all uh, on an app. I listen to them, Audible. Sure. But anyway, they were this Papa pilgrim was one, and then these these um, the town most majority of the town got wiped out and there's the mail day murders it's called that's another that's the other one i mean it was all interesting well when i went up to up there with my son and to meet my brother and up there he uh we we drove down we actually went i was like we gotta go we're going pretty close to mccarthy we gotta go Mm -hmm. so it's about an hour drive in on a gravel road kind of a rougher road Mm -hmm. um well 60 miles it wasn't it was longer than an hour but we just envisioned our We were like, oh, I should only take an hour. while well, when we got there, it was all gravel. And and anyway, you get to a bridge, and you got it. McCarthy's only a couple miles in, but Kennecott, we were staying in Kennecott, and that was, well, six miles from the bridge where you park. Mm-hmm. You can get across the river. You got to cross the river if you have a vehicle that will cross it, but you need a pretty aggressive lifted vehicle to get through there. Okay. Um, anyway, we spent a few days there, and it was pretty. It was Pretty unreal, but but that kind of stuff, it's like it's it was all it all came from reading the books and hearing about it and reading a little bit on it, and uh, that's kind of what what spurred that one off, but
0: mm-hmm. but I,
1: no, you go ahead. I was just gonna say, when I was there, so we went we stayed in at the mine, it's it's kind of it's a national park now, mm-hmm. or so whatever it was, and that's just where we just so we for sure had a place to stay, we booked a room and we got there. We were planning on hiking in because we hadn't we hadn't set anything up and there was actually a local that picked us up because it was getting to be dark and she's like you guys are crazy there's bears around here and everything and, and uh we probably looked like just dumb tour ignorant tourists you know mm-hmm. but we um she gave us a ride to the mine and anyway one of the workers at the at the front desk we were checking in or checking out i can't remember but i remember her talking she was up there i was like man these people must just love being out and because it was quiet there there wasn't a lot going on and i said uh i was like where you must stay around here you just stay on the park when when you're working here she's like yeah we have boarding house you know but i know they close up for the winter it's it's a ghost town in the winter you know Mm -hmm. and i said you must you're just from alaska then in the Once you close up, you go home. She said, No, I'm, I live, I was born and raised right in New York City, right Hmm. in the middle of the city. But so it's like from one extreme to the next. And, and I was, and I was thinking, I was like, That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. You know, you go from right from the most people you'll ever see in a day to, to some of the least. And, uh, that's she, she said she loves it the same. Like you love it the same. It doesn't, you, you, why should you have to pick the, the, city life or the are so desolate that you don't see hardly anybody. I mean, there's there's a lot of good in either way. We've been to New York City my wife and I went there for a week and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we both did. We had a lot of fun, but then I can go to my camp that, that right now we lease a, we lease a camp that you could go out there for you'd be there for a month and not see a soul you can't even get a vehicle in there right you have to you have to go through beaver dams to get there you hmm. have an argo just to just to get into the camp you know mm-hmm. and i love it but i could go right downtown right into a city right out to the camp and have just as much fun i mean yeah yeah huh. no i was just
0: checking out some pictures of this as we were checking it out here this mccarthy and Kennicott and that i know some of my siblings have been there okay there's some huge different mining structures just left over. From.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, hiking trails, like many miles of hiking trails. And we did some, some hiking, but, uh, <clears throat> the whole story of that town is pretty neat. I mean, it's, it's worth looking into and reading some of them books and the, the history of it is what's, what's crazy. Cause even, even them. So when I read them books, you get to know these names. There's a TV show too. Like, I can't remember the edge of Alaska, maybe or something anyway a TV show that I watched after I had read them books. Um, and some of the, the characters, even like the, the cast in the TV show or the, the books, they talk about this guy that there was a pilot that mailed a Mers There was a pilot that pretty much saved, saved the town, the rest of the people in the town from this guy that was going around doing this stuff. And huh. he was there, we were sitting at a restaurant and, uh, I had looked up pictures. I don't know if you do that. When you read a book, mm mm-hmm. You have to put a, a face to the name, you know, and eventually, and that's what I like to do. Anyway, I was, I, I knew what they kind of looked like, and when we were there, we we're sitting at this one of the only restaurants in McCarthy, and that guy, that guy was sitting right next to us, and he stood out because he wears a cowboy hat and stuff. But yeah, it's just neat. It's like this, this, the stories that come out of some of these places are mind blowing. Yeah. No, that, that side of it is super interesting too. And I think that kind of speaks
0: to how you get into something like a lot of the hunting we've done out West is there's a ton of history there, right? Anywhere you go, there's a ton of history, but For sure. since then I've been reading some of these books that ha- will be like firsthand accounts of famous people that have spent time there in the 1800s and stuff like this and what they were talking about, what they were seeing. And uh, yeah, it's just so interesting when then, when you, when you learn that history and you see these different places that when you go there. The uh, the uh, yeah I don't know there's something about it makes it way more fascinating compared to just showing up there not knowing anything about it right you know
1: yeah, yeah. no it it was it was fun I'd go back again for sure and and um instead of staying in Kenneka just trying I mean there's people tenting and you could stay wherever you want really but yeah it's a cool place but that's that's the that's the draw to Alaska I guess is is that that's pretty normal to to just. Want to be there? I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people who want to escape. There's a lot of weirdos. <laughs> I mean, you'll run into every shape and size, and so you got to be careful. But uh but it's just such a there's so much land, and you can be by yourself, or you can be in be in downtown Anchorage where it's crazy busy, or yeah. and then you get a lot of the if you like the Rocky Mountains or out west. That's all it is out there. I mean, it's, you walk out of Walmart, we were, remember when we got our groceries and stuff, we're walking out of Walmart and it's just like in the parking lot and it's like a picture, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. You're like, I wonder if the people living up here just get numb to the fact that their Walmart parking lot looks nicer than any Walmart in the world probably, you know. Right. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's fun. It's, uh, uh... I'm trying to think
0: if you could sum it up. And, again, is that, is that it for you, that, that adventure, that goal, that travel?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's just, in my mind, there's so much to see. You could go your whole life going somewhere every weekend and not see the – I mean, on the way there, you're going to see the same thing, but your destination could be different every single time. There's just so much to see. And this is – in the U.S. alone, I mean – you don't have to, I mean, I'd, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day going overseas. You know, the places I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to visit Croatia and all these places. You see people go on vacation, come back with all these pictures. You're like, all right, that's going on the yeah. list. <laughs> <laughs> that list is um, getting to be a book, but yeah, but it, it'll never end. I mean, I don't, I don't ever picture stopping until I physically can't go anymore or, or dead. But I, I mean, hopefully I can keep going and till I do, until I am gone, you know?
0: Yeah. How I've got one last question on this. You've got anything else, anything we should have covered, talked about missed along the way. Mm, I mean, no, it's uh, we could go on all day. Right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I was asking earlier, how common is it that people are stuck in their jobs and don't do it? Right. But how common is it that people are like you and, and crave that adventure and go on that and actually do it? I feel like it's a rare breed although I, I i don't know sometimes maybe you just celebrate how you think you are or whatever right but
1: yeah and and i think a lot of it like people people are stressed out so much at, at work or they they take so much they don't what it, maybe it's maybe it's a matter of liking my job or always having a job that i liked that i don't i don't really feel like i'm I'm working all week long. It's just like you go from your adventure in the week to your adventure on the weekend. You just don't stop. You just kind of transition into that week. But maybe it's maybe that is the, the difference. Maybe these people are like, they just can't wait to get to Friday where they can go relax and sit and free their mind yeah. of stress and, and a job that they don't like. They wake up dreading to go to. And I mean, I don't. It's pretty rare. I don't really know what it's like. There's obviously days where you're not feeling good, or you're not, you don't feel like doing the task you have to do that day. But it's pretty uncommon to wake up and not look forward to going to work mm-hmm. or going to going to your job or going to do what you have to do that day. So maybe that is the difference. Maybe they they're they're they dread it all week going to their job that they see the weekend as their only. Free time to, to just relax and not do anything or go anywhere, but yeah, I don't. Maybe that is the difference. I'm not. I've been lucky enough that uh, I just want. I just you keep going. Come out of come out of the work week of Having fun to going into the weekend of having fun, it's just a different kind of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's for sure that because you could have your personality and have a job that just wears you down, and then you're going to be a different person, right? right. Uh, but I, there's still for sure, I think, a huge personality component to it. I think it's like an openness. I mean, you, I talked about backpacking, you're like, nah, but you could always twist my arm, you know what yeah, I mean? I'm like, so you're thinking about how fun it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, when are we go. <laughs> no,
0: you know I mean? that's how it is. I mean,
1: it's yeah,
0: I think that's that same tendency is what makes you
1: travel and makes you explore and makes you adventure, right? Right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I always figured it is, but it's, um, yeah. Why, why spend your whole life at a, at a job you really don't like? I mean, it's, yeah. there's, there's so much work or there's so much other things to do. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe, maybe I've never made enough money at a job to, to be so drawn into it that I have to, I can't leave it, you know, but right. no, I don't think that's it. It's just, uh, I've been lucky enough, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I, Gary, I appreciate it. It's
0: been fun, fun to chat.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. listen to a lot of these and it's different being on this end of it, but, uh, <laughs> hopefully you didn't lose too many listeners here. And <laughs> yeah. No, I enjoy it. You said beforehand you were, you, there's some nerves involved, but was it, how was it? Not bad at all? No, yeah. no, it's not bad. I mean, you, the anticipation is the, is it's like anything i mean you, just, you think you overthink it you know yeah. it's a lot different and yeah well i enjoyed it i appreciate it gary thanks for hopping Same on here. thanks for having me yeah
0: hey guys thank you for listening today i hope you enjoyed it if you have and you feel so inclined share this podcast with your friends subscribe to the podcast where if you listen and give us some feedback with a review until next time thank you